Hey, DadBod Project brother, my name is Daniel Dezan and I am the host of the go-to podcast for men all around the globe that are looking to learn not only how to become healthier physically, but also mentally as well. I've been a personal trainer and a health coach for over 15 years and I've helped hundreds of men just like you smash their health and fitness goals. So without further ado, let's get into today's episode. So what are we chatting about today? We are chatting about a really cool topic that I get asked question after question on, and that is around food, around sugar, around people being addicted to it. So the title is, is your sugar addiction the same as snorting cocaine? That's an interesting question. So what my intention is with today's podcast is to first and foremost, bring more of an awareness and attention around the idea of sugar and what kind of role it plays in our diet and how it can be very similar it could have very similar negative effects on your brain, on your health as what opioid drugs like heroin and cocaine do. So if this is news to you and you had no idea, then buckle up, Sally, because you are in for a good ride for today's podcast. So my intention is to bring your awareness to it. And then what I'm going to do is I'm going to share with you three easy yet effective tips that I personally use myself and I get heaps of my clients to successfully follow as well to help curb these sugar cravings of yours. So let's get into today's podcast in three, two, one. Is a sugar addiction the same as a drug addiction? Let's start the podcast with firstly saying this, the, the, the symptoms and the thought process associated with a food addiction, associated with a sugar addiction are very similar to those of a drug addiction. And they have shown this multiple times and you may or may have not seen those scans that when people are shown images or they're eating a sugar-based product, a high sugar-based product, that the same part of the brain that lights up like a Christmas tree that gets all excited, gets all stimulated, is actually the same spot that lights up whenever someone is taking drugs like heroin and cocaine. So that's a very interesting idea. So if you've never witnessed that before, if you could just do a quick Google search and you will see a video of heaps of videos out there of this phenomenon. So when I mention a food addiction, we're mainly talking about a sugar addiction and Many, many clients that I talk to and many clients that hire me as their coach prior to working with me have terrible sugar cravings. They get to that 3 to 4 to 5 p.m. in the afternoon and they are just rampant. They're hungry. They want to snack on chips and chocolate and all the high sugar, high processed crap. So it's a huge problem for many men. And many people that I talk to have this problem of sugar cravings. And I think it's interesting because we don't attribute our sugar cravings to us being addicted to sugar, but that's actually what it is at the end of the day. It is if you are being triggered by a certain smell, a certain time of the day, a certain environment that you are in, 
to start to eat high sugary processed foods, then chances are that you have some form of an addiction to sugar. And I've seen it to be very, very common with many, many people. So I get it. I get that after a really hard and long day at the office, on the job site, with your business, with whatever you're doing for work, it's a long fucking day. And I get that when you get home, the idea of smashing warm, crispy donuts and washing it down with a can of Coke can seem like it's really appealing and really exciting to do, exciting to think about. And the, uh, the, uh, me actually just describing this is making my mouth salivate. So I get it. I get the 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 stronghold that sugar has and sugary based foods have on our diet and they are addictive not by accident they are addictive in their formulation and companies spend lots and lots of money to make their foods highly addictive so i certainly get after a long hard day's work the first thing you would want to maybe do is smash a few donuts wash it down with a few a, a few glasses of Coke. So it's really appealing. But what I want you to know is in 2017, there was research that proved that sugar is even more addictive than any opioid drug like cocaine or heroin or any of those kinds of nasty drugs. And that was a massive shock to people because remember there was a period of time where we had this fat-free craze when in the 80s and going into the early 90s where everything was about if it's fat-free then it's fine and we don't need to worry about it and it's all healthy as long as it hasn't got that high of a fat content but what actually happened was sugar levels increased into most of our foods and it's in so many foods that you are probably unaware of at the moment which is in like your sauces your marinades there's sugar pretty much laced in almost every food that you can think of if it is in a box or it's in some kind of package so it's a real problem and our sugar intake is at an all-time high and sugar is literally everywhere in our foods if it isn't if it comes in a box or a packet you can almost guarantee that there is a high amount of sugar in that food which explains why people tend to overeat these kinds of foods and they tend to not know where to stop because anything that is high in sugar introduces this idea of overeating so the average American, you might not know this, but this is a fun fact for you. The average American consumes more than 70 grams of sugar per day. 70 grams of sugar per day. And I think that was something like 20 something teaspoons or not tablespoons, it was teaspoons of sugar. So that's a shitload of sugar, 70 over 70 grams of sugar. And that's really not hard to believe when you consider that a bottle of 600 ml Coke will get you well over 40 grams of sugar. So off the bat, if you have a glass, uh, a can of Coke or one of those bottles of Coke with the full sugar ones, you are talking about an extra 40 grams of sugar in your diet. And if you accompany that with a few biscuits, a few lollies, it's very easy to top over that 70 grams of sugar per day. So because 
sugar is a massive problem. And because eating too much of it leads obviously to weight gain, leads to shit energy levels, leads to disrupted sleep, leads to disrupted libido. There is like many, many things that bad shit that is associated with excess sugar in your diet. And I think everyone either has at one point in their life reduced sugar and noticed of how much it, how much better they felt and how much weight they potentially lost. Or if you haven't been in this situation, I guarantee that you at least know a family member or a friend that has done that. So it's not any news that by reducing the amount of sugar in your diet is going to help to reduce that midsection belly fat. It's going to help improve your energy levels. It's going to overall help you to feel better. So the question is, if we know all of this stuff, then why don't we actually do it? Because it's funny, I hear many guys say to me, oh, I know what to do. I know what to do with my diet. I know what to do with my exercise. It's like, yeah. And what they fail to understand is knowing and doing are very, very different beasts. You can know all you want. But my friend, knowing isn't going to put the results into your health and fitness goals. Knowing, just knowing and not doing is not going to get you to where you want to be with those health and fitness goals. Unfortunately not. If it were that easy, then you probably wouldn't be hearing from me because I would be homeless because my coaching business would be completely bankrupt because... (laughs) It's that easy and everyone is just able to do it on their own. So clearly it is not and we have all this information and we know all this shit about sugar not being good for us yet we still consume it, we still consume a shitload of it. So there is a disconnect between knowing and doing and that's obviously when clients reach out to me and they've had enough and they're sick and tired of going on this rat reel of cleaning up their diet, going too strict, not being able to stick to it, and then going back to where they were before, and then doing the same thing, looping and looping and looping. And if you can resonate with this, then I encourage you to reach out to me to see if I can stop you to get off that stupid rat wheel looping mechanism. So knowing and doing is very, very are two very different beasts. So I have written down three tips three important tips that I need you to consider if you want to get out of this addiction to sugar and if you want to first and foremost finally get a hold of those health and fitness goals, in particular reducing that midsection belly fat. And I'm a mind reader. I can read your mind right now and I know that your top of priority, your number one goal for 2022 is reducing that midsection belly fat. I know it. I can read your mind right now. So that is why these three tips that I'm going to be sharing with you right now is going to help you to get a better control over your diet, get a better control over your addiction to sugar and excess sugary foods in your diet and to help you move the needle and get you to where you want to be. So are you ready for these three tips that I'm about to drop on you. Tip number one to help reduce this sugar intake slash reduce this sugar addiction so that you can achieve 
that midsection belly fat goal that you have is sleep. Sleep is one of those areas, and I've spoken about the importance of it in many podcasts, but we'll just briefly touch on the importance of sleep. It is very underestimated of how important a solid amount of quality sleep actually is on a nightly basis. And there is lots of research right now that shows that not getting enough sleep disrupts lots of things, in particularly your cravings because of your appetite. And we've got a lot of processes and a lot of stuff that is happening while we sleep. And I'm sure that if you are like me, you have had a shitty night's sleep to then wake up the next day and be really bad with your diet and to pick disgusting choices with your food because you're hungry, you're tired, you're crabby, you can't be fucked eating healthy. And that massively stems from having a poor night's sleep. So that is why if you improve your sleep hygiene is that you will also improve your appetite and you will crave less sugary foods. So there's a lot of processes that happen while we sleep. And one of them is a balancing of hormones. And in particular, we've got the hunger hormone, which is called ghrelin. Now, ghrelin is that hormone that is in our bodies that essentially tells us when it's time to stop eating. Now, the problem is if you don't get enough sleep or in particularly REM cycle, rapid eye movement sleep, then what happens is you are in a compromised situation with this ghrelin hunger hormone and you are far more likely to overeat, especially sugary stuff. Because of course, if you've had a shitty night's sleep and you you wake up the next day, there is no chance that you are craving healthy sticks of broccoli, sticks of carrot, cucumber, zucchini, of course it's not. It's chips, it's chocolate, it's lollies, it's all that high calories, high sugar shit. So if you can have a better night's sleep, then you can mitigate and curb the amount of cravings that you have the next day. So that's number one. Are you ready for number two? This here is a huge game changer for so many of my clients as they when they first hire me as their coach they are very far from optimal levels of this and that is protein increasing it increased protein almost every single client that i have is ridiculously low in their protein intake and the problem with having a low pro, a low protein diet is that it increases the chances of you being hungry. And when you're hungry, obviously that drives up your level of cravings. And when you're craving food, like I just mentioned, it's not healthy fruit and vegetables. It's usually in the form of kebabs and maccas and all kinds of fast food and chips and chocolate and lollies and all of that stuff. So If you just increase, focus on increasing your level of protein in your diet on a daily basis, then you are going to reduce your levels of hunger. And if you reduce the levels of hunger, that of course means that you are also reducing your level of cravings. And if you can keep yourself away from being hungry for the most part of the day, then it makes your fat loss journey so much easier to stick to because the killer 
to your fat loss journey is you being hungry. If you are hungry on a daily basis, often, then that is very, very bad for you achieving fat loss because when you're hungry, of course, you're going to be snacking on unhealthy, high calorie, high sugar shit. So if you can keep yourself in a state on a daily basis of not being hungry, then it is so much easier to not eat those kinds of foods because you're simply not hungry. And if you did, it would just be a habit that you have got yourself into, which you could easily get out of. But being hungry is a killer for your fat loss goals. So the aim of the game is to get out of a state of hunger and to not be hungry for any part of the day because that means that your long-term compliance of the way that you eat becomes a lot easier to stick to. If you are constantly hungry and following a particular diet at the moment that is always causing you to feel hungry through the day, then there is no fucking way that that is going to get you to where you want to be with these fat loss goals, especially the midsection. It's just not going to happen. So you have to get your diet sorted in a way that you no longer feel hungry, you no longer feel cravings, and therefore you don't crave all this high sugary shit. So that is increasing your protein. So I hear you asking, Coach Dan, so you told me that we need to increase My level of protein, that's fine, but how much protein should I be having? And I would say, good question. Good question indeed. The amount of protein that you have is dependent on your body weight. So the more mass that you are carrying, the more calories you will need and obviously more protein as well. So the general rule of thumb that I like to coach my clients with when it comes to this area is recommending that they have at least 1.5 grams to 2 grams of protein per kilo of body weight. Or if you are listening from the United States or other countries where you don't use kilograms as a unit of measurements, then you would need to do your own adjusting to this rule of thumb. But generally, 1.5 to 2 grams of protein per kilo of body weight is a sufficient amount of protein to curb these sugar cravings to help you to feel full for the most part of the day because your protein intake is higher. Anyone that ever comes to me with serious, seriously bad sugar cravings and food cravings and snacking and dropping off at that 3, 4 p.m., guaranteed they are always, I've never had one client that has been in that situation that hasn't been very, very low in their protein intake. And lo and behold, once we increase it, then automatically it just disappears. So the last tip and the one that is the most easiest to do out of all the all these that I have mentioned is the third one, and that is drink more bloody water. Dehydration, my friend, can be easily confused with feelings of hunger and sugar cravings. And again, this is a tip that I get heaps of my clients to follow. And almost every single one of my clients, when they first start working with me, are in a dehydrated state. And I know that they are in a dehydrated state because when they tell me how much water they are having, it's usually around one liter to two liters. And obviously, the amount of water that you need is dependent on your 
your mass just like your calories and your protein intake. So the general rule of thumb for water intake is one liter. Again, for anyone listening in another country that doesn't use liters as units units of measurement will need to do their own adjusting to this formula. But we use one liter per 25 kilos of body weight. So that would mean if you weigh 100 kilos or 200 and something pounds is converted to 100 kilos, then that would mean that you would need to be having four liters of water. And when I first introduced this idea to my clients, they're like, what? There's no way. How could I ever go from one liter to four liters? It's not going to happen. I just can't drink that amount of water. And of course, that's not true. And once I start to increase slowly but surely the amount of water that they are drinking, they go from it feeling like a chore to them actually feeling like they need to drink more water because their body has adjusted, which is a good thing because they are no longer in a dehydrated state and therefore they have reduced the likeliness of them having these sugar cravings. So they are the three tips that will help you to sort out this sugar addictions, these snacking fucking feelings that you are getting every single day where you're demolishing packets of chips and chocolate and lollies and all that good shit. And of course, none of that is helping you to reduce that midsection belly fat. So if you, my friend, are serious on wanting to reduce this midsection belly fat, then I encourage you to make sure that you implement every single one of the tips that I shared with you. So making sure you're getting a minimum of seven hours of quality sleep per night, making sure that you're increasing your protein intake from 1.5 to 1.5 grams to two grams of protein per kilo of body weight and make sure you're drinking an adequate amount of water. If you do those three things that I've mentioned and they're not that difficult to do because I get hundreds of my clients doing these simple yet effective tips every single day. I promise you, I don't usually promise much shit because I'm documented everywhere on the internet, but I promise you this. If you follow these three things, then I guarantee that you will reduce, massively reduce your sugar cravings in your diet and you will have a much better control over the food that you eat. I guarantee it. And if you don't, you you have terrible sugar cravings with your diet, most days and you follow these three tips and you still are craving to the level of what you were prior to starting, then I will give you fucking $10,000. <laughs> I'm that confident because I know, I know just these simple yet effective tips of how much of a difference they will make in your life. And I want you to try it out. I want you to implement them because I say this all the time. If you learn some cool shit, which I hope that you have today, and you make the mistake of not implementing it, then you have completely wasted an opportunity to elevate your level of health and improve your health and fitness goals. So I encourage you to make sure that you take this on board. I hope that you got value from today. And most importantly, I hope you implement it to make changes in your life. So that is it from Coach Daniel from the Dad Bod Project. I thank you so much for tuning in. I thank you for your ears. I thank you I thank you for your eyes and most importantly, I want you to implement this straight away. And if you are feeling like you are completely and always struggling your wheels and I encourage you to reach out to me in my DMs 
you know where to find me. It's Daniel, D-E-Z-E-N, or the DadBod Project. Hit me up, and I'll be happy to see if one of my online coaching programs can help you to get you to where you want to be. But start with these three tips and see how you go. Thank you so much for your attention. I appreciate every single one of you, and we will do it all again tomorrow when we catch up for another exclusive podcast. Thank you so much for your attention. Much love to you all. Have the best day of your entire life, and we will chat soon. Coach Daniel is out. Thank you so much for tuning into the Dad Bod Pod podcast, the number one podcast for learning exactly how to live a long, strong, and healthy life as a modern-day man. If you are getting value and want to work with me and my team to learn how to accelerate those precious health and fitness goals of yours, then what I want you to do is go to my Instagram at the.db.project and DM me with the words dadbod. Or if Facebook is more your jam, then why not slide into my DMs with the words dadbod to my personal account under the name Daniel Dezen, D-E-Z-E-N. Our mission is to help busy men get more active and help them love who and what they see in the mirror all over again. So go to my Instagram at the.db.project or my Facebook page and DM me with the word dadbod. And me and you can have a chat to help put you on the right, correct path for those health and fitness goals of yours.